Welcome to Excel Boats on the X Podcast, powered by Mud Buddy Motors. I love the smell of napalm in the morning. The only podcast to bring you insights on the world of hunting, fishing, and boating. With your host, J. Paul Jackson. You don't say much, do you? Rocky LaFleur. Yo, Adrian! And Frost Reeves. I'm a simple man. I like pretty dark-haired women and breakfast food. Now, load up and side in. This is On The X. Welcome to the Excel Boats On The X podcast, powered by Mud Buddy Motors. I'm J. Paul Jackson, your host, and today I'm joined by my co-host, the illustrious Rocky LaFleur, and the I love all my facial hair man, Frost Reeves. Rocky Frost, great to have you guys with us today. Thank thank you for that intro. (laughs) What, you didn't like it? No, I did. I did. It just made me sound like I was on the beard bandwagon. I don't know why anyone would think that. <laughs> just because you've been after me to grow out mine for the past six months. I don't know why anybody would think that either. Yeah. How's it going, Rocky? I'm looking at this live feed and see if I can see any facial hair on your face right now. Uh, Where's the soul man patch? <laughs> man, it's just integrating into the rest of the beard. Hallelujah. <laughs> Is it because... Is Frost it because of the uh, image of just for men? Oh. <laughs> I just told him I thought he should look less like a cross between Howie Mandel and Billy Ray Cyrus. <laughs> oh, my God, you hit like- it right on the head. <laughs> That's perfect. I happen to like both those guys. Man, let me tell you what. All joking aside, facial hair and all, I'm really glad to be on here with you guys. Now, for you folks out there that are faithful followers of the On The X podcast and listened to us all last year, um, we're proud to be back, to be recording together again, Rocky and I, and also to welcome our friend Frost along. We've uh, made a few changes along the way. You might have caught at the very beginning of it that, you know, I mentioned that this is now the Excel Boats On The X podcast powered by Mud Buddy Motors. We're really excited to have the guys at Excel and Mud Buddy on board with us. They're doing a lot of great things to help promote the podcast and, you know, to help expand awareness of hunting, fishing, boating. Um, we're going to be talking about a lot of those things in the weeks to come. Of course, waterfowling is going to stay our, uh, you know, most direct focus, I guess you could say. But uh, we're going to broaden our horizons just a little bit. We're also going to have some really cool guests coming along to join Frost and Rocky and I over the next few weeks. Right on. (laughs) (laughs) Anyhow, Uh, and it can only go up from there, that's for sure. (laughs) You know, one of the other changes that I'm not really used to yet is that uh, this is also going to be on YouTube. We're going to put it on our XL Boats YouTube channel, a few of these, because not only are we recording audio, but we're also this year doing a video feed. Now, for the Podbean podcast, all you'll be able to capture is the audio, but uh, we will have video available where you can see exactly how handsome Frost is and how much facial hair he's sporting. Perfect, perfect. I'm sure, they'll, I'm sure they will not be disappointed by either of those. and rocky man it's been a while since you and i did this together what have you been up to brother ah actually i have been learning editing software today movie video editing software so uh, i'm trying to break into the porn industry no 
know, but that is a frost, don't you? I mean, that's what you do. I yeah, mean, a little bit of no, the porn industry. But I mean, you. Yeah, I yeah. mean, you deal with video, correct? Yes, correct. That is my dealings. Well, you can imagine me being a beginner and trying to learn, you know, Adobe Premiere Pro yeah. and not knowing anything about it. And it has been a difficult task today. You're do, doing it all in one day. That would be a difficult task. Yeah. <laughs> I, I was really proud of myself because I was uh, I figured out how to uh, get the audio, merge video. Uh, I even learned how to add images inside the video. I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah. I'm impressed. Hey, you've done a great job for the last year editing our audio, so I figured you ought to be a natural at it. Now, you also told me you were going to the candy store today. What the heck was that all about? Mm-hmm. No, I haven't been to the candy store. I was telling you about that article that I read, and I don't have my iPad in front of me, too. But I want to go over that list with you guys next time we get together. I don't have my iPad. I should have it in front of me, and I apologize. Because I don't know if anybody noticed it, but the day of Halloween, the there was a AP article put out that ranked candies from 1 to 150, and I didn't agree with a lot of it. And I was going to go over that list today, but I don't have my iPad with me today. Did so we'll do it next time. Was Taffy up there? Taffy. You know, La- Laffy Taffy was not even on the list. Isn't that's that good. nuts? What? Well, it, that's, I would totally agree with that. And I'll, I'll, I'll tell you this, give you a little preview. Reese's Peanut Butter Cups was number one. I agree with what? that fully. Yes. I like that. Yes. You yeah, know, I, I like them, but I wouldn't say they're the, I mean, heck, there, there are literally thousands of people in this world that are allergic to peanut butter and can't even eat Reese's peanut butter cups. Population uh, control. <laughs> <laughs> so it, it probably went Reese's and then uh, like glass filled cookies right after that. You know, <laughs> I'll tell you this. Uh you know, I'll tell you that one of the biggest ones that really surprised me is how they put Hershey's dark chocolate in front of Hershey's original chocolate. Healthy. What? Healthy. Got to get on that healthy. Yeah, I mean, I understand that there's a lot of ladies eating and a lot of older gentlemen that have heart problems that eat the dark chocolate. But there's no possible way in this world you put Hershey's dark chocolate over original Hershey's. No way. Are you joking? I think y'all, uh, I have a confession. I actually made, I compiled that list today, Pete. I love <laughs> yeah. and Reese's and I hate Taffy. I did not put the glass shard cookies on there. Someone else slipped that in. Yeah, well, I, you know, you let me give you that. another one. Let me give you another one. Candy corn came in at number 42. Candy corn is the worst candy ever made. <laughs> oh, gosh. All right, so I'm looking this up right now. I've got it. And you know, this is relevant to duck hunting because you've always got to have a little bit of, of, of snacks in your bag. So, uh, ducks can actually smell Laffy Taffy from up to 500 yards. I will tell you this any, any list that doesn't have sweet tarts in the top 20 is not a credible list at all. I'll, I'll second that. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. Duck, ducks might smell them, though. Maybe that's why. <laughs> Y'all aren't right. Gosh, I've missed this. I've missed this bad. I've heard that Spoonies can smell sweet tarts from. Oh, my gosh. I did not tell him. I promise you, I did not tell him, Rocky. I swear I didn't. So, what you don't know, Frost, the Spoonie is Rocky's all time favorite duck. Rocky is actually, what's the name of that? The American Shoveler something society? American Shoveler Shooter Association. Association. The yeah, Ass Society. A- <laughs> <laughs> All right, hold on, hold on. I'll be right back. This is pertinent. Hold on. <laughs> okay. All right, so I'm going to USA Today. And uh, we're going to see what they say. The... 100 best or the 50 best arms okay rocky you ready yeah oh wow (laughs) audubon audubon hanging in my dining room all right so for those of you guys listening on podbean you're not going to be able to see this but um frost actually has an original audubon painting of a pair him and Drake Shoveler uh, <laughs> hanging on his wall that he just pulled down to, to show our hero Rocky. And by in the, the way, dining room. Yeah, in the dining room. All right, so I'm looking at the USA Today Top 150, and we've got M&M's at number one, Hershey's Kiss at number two, and Snickers at number three, Twizzlers at number four, and then they've oh, got Reese's no. Peanut Butter Cups coming in at five. So I'll tell you what, we're going to move on to duck hunting, but uh, we're going to compare the two on the next yeah. go round. Yeah, the list that I had had Snickers at two. So is how old is the list that you're looking at? Oh, it's uh, I think it was in 2017, February. And, and I'll tell you this: Twizzler made top 20. What nut eats a Twizzler? <laughs> I'm with you on that. I can't do those. Those Pepsi rolls. Oh. God, I just don't, I, I know it's weird, but I just don't like eating wax. So I just, I, uh, those are out. <laughs> Werther's, I'll tell you another one. Werther's original made in the top 50. How many senior citizens did they interview for this poll? <laughs> no kidding. You know, I don't think I've even had an original Werther's since I was like maybe a teenager and then i spit it out because it was so horrible so <laughs> i can see we're gonna have people calling us going oh my gosh that's my absolute favorite too along the way <laughs> but speaking of shovelers i'm gonna move us on we're gonna make a smooth segue here uh because this is the on the x podcast into hunting and uh i'm taking a look i don't know if either one of you guys saw it i sent you the link earlier so we could talk about it today but did either one of you take a look at the uh waterfowl survey from the summer i did yeah had some pretty interesting information um overall the duck population is down uh about two percent um not bad at all i mean we're holding really really steady last year we were at 48 million uh this year we're 47.3 million in the total population but um i did notice rocky and you'll be really really thrilled to hear this that the northern shoveler has continued to make progress and gains and uh shovelers are up 10 percent from last year with the total population of 4.53 million birds and they are 69 percent above long-term average so I know well, you hey, find that pretty tough. That's easy Rocky. to do when Rocky's the only one shooting them. 
know, in that original, in the original spring numbers that they came out with, they said the shovel was down like 6%. So now they're saying that it's up 10? You know, there was a lot of, I talked to a couple of guys uh, up at the Delta Research Station in late summer, and they said that there was a lot of late season nesting success, that a lot of birds that had not nested successfully in the early spring um, did so later in the year to success. So um, I think that has something to do with it. Another number that's uh, pretty interesting, and I want to hear both you guys take on this. The 2017 northern pintail numbers say that the northern pintail population is up over a quarter million birds to 2.9 million, which is a 10% improvement from last year. What do you think about that? Still all less than that 11,000 from 1950, or 11,000, 11 million, 11,000 yeah. is not very many. <laughs> well, we're 27% below the long-term average. Um, so yeah, we've still got a long way to go, but up 10% from last year. But there was one thing that I found really interesting about that. Rocky, you got any idea what that might be? Uh, the big thing was that they made that, they made that change on pintails early in the spring. They, they announced early that it was going to be one pintail or late winter. About. What change are you talking about? The, no, the, the limit. Exactly. The change exactly. in limits. That's the thing that really struck me. So this year across a lot of this, um, actually, it's, well, I guess it's through the entire Mississippi Flyway, um, we can only take one pintail this year down from two last year. Um, I know that I hunt a lot in the Boot Hill of Missouri, and uh, we had a lot of ducks last weekend. By the way, um, we're going to continue with Duck South this year to do our migration reports, and before we leave, I'll let Rocky tell you a little bit about that also. But um, we're down to one pintail in the Boot Hill in the central zone of Missouri in our bag limit, and yet the population is increasing, but our daily bag limits decreasing. What do well, you guys well, think about that? You first, Ross. No, no. Let me ask you this before, mm -hmm. before I get into that. What did you see while you were hunting in Missouri? I mean, did you see the number of pintails that you usually see? No, but it's early season. I mean, we saw a few. We actually killed a couple of pintails. Well, um, but usually know, they're early migrators, though. Yeah, and we saw a few, but we didn't see the great numbers. But remember, at this time of year, they're still not in full plumage. I mean, we're in early November, mid-November. You know, you're not going to see those, you know, six-inch sprigs that you get in January. So spotting, you know, pintails can be a whole lot more difficult. The thing that really stands out about the pintails right now is the length of their neck. You're not going to find the great big sprigs. So, you know, unless you're really watching for them, you could be seeing pintails this time of year and not even really realize it unless they're in close enough that you're shooting at them. Hmm. But and, you know, I think, I, I predict that we're going to see a lot of pintails again this year in the Mississippi you know, flyway. We did last year. We had several days where it was extraordinarily frustrating. I know the last week of the season, we limited out on pintails here in Northwest Tennessee every day. And it was a struggle to kill four more birds. And at that time you could take two pintails. I don't know what's going to be like this year when you can only take one. Now, is that a, you said Mississippi Flyway, that's not 
just limited to us, is it? Is that not a nationwide rule? Uh, you know, Frost, bag limits differ, differ all over the nation. For instance, in the Pacific Flyway in California, their season's underway right now. In the Pacific Flyway, they get a 107-day duck season, and they have seven ducks total that they can kill. And I know that all seven of those birds can be mallards. Um, not sure how many can be drakes. I can pull it up right quick and tell you. But so, no, it's not the same from flyway to flyway. As a matter of fact, I believe they can take more pintails. I may be wrong, but I'm, I'm reading the Delta article on it. And they're talking about Californians specifically and Pacific flyway. So I think that's uh, applying to everybody. I'm no expert, but I do believe that. No, no, I can tell you that they don't apply the same to everyone because we can't kill seven mallards, obviously. Well, uh, I just mean they also flyway. have that bag, the single bag limit now, but I may be wrong, but it sure sounds like it per this article. Well, we're going to know in just a second, but the thing that I found remarkable is that just now as they're starting, the numbers are starting to increase. They're starting to, uh, decrease uh so yes in california you are correct as of april 2017 um up to the season for ducks runs from october 21st to january 28th seven birds per day which may include seven mallards no more than two females one pintail two canvas backs two redheads and three scalp so yeah the and what's crazy is it's going to really impact hunters in California also. Because yeah, because that's their major duck is a pintail. I mean, I was talking to Scott Feist the other day, and he was seeing a ton of pintails. That's a surprise to me. But, you know, what's even crazier is, and we're not going to talk about this today, but uh, for everybody out there listening, if you'll go and take a look at Delta Waterfowl's magazine, and by the way, you can go to the Delta Waterfowl site, deltawaterfowl.org, and see the entire magazine digitally on the website. And what I found really interesting was that in the last edition of the Delta Waterfowl magazine, there were uh, two articles that to me seemed diametrically opposed. Um, you know, on the one side, we had an article talking about pintails being in crisis. And then there was a second article that talked about having our bag limits change from being species specific to what the author called splash limits. And a splash limit would be just based on, hey, you shoot four birds, have them splashed in the decoys. If the limit's four, you're done, regardless of species. So, you know, if you go to splash limits, and let's say that it's four birds. A guy could take four pintails. And you know, there were some compelling things in both articles, too many for us to go into today as we are a limited amount of time with this initial podcast. But take a look at both those um, articles on the Delta Waterfowl Magazine's digital edition, read them. And uh, we're going to talk about them on our next go round here on the Excel Boats on the X podcast powered by Mud Buddy. And with that, um, I think it's about time that we wrap up. I want to tell everybody out there, though, that 
Um, we're going to have some really neat guests over the next several weeks. We've got Rick Dunn from Echo Calls. He's going to be joining us. Um, of course, and next week on our podcast, we're going to have the founder and owner of Excel Boats and Mud Buddy Motors, Mr. Glenn Foreman, with us. By the way, Frost, did you know that Glenn invented the transom step for duck boats? I do believe I did. Yeah, that's pretty interesting. Glenn's been a, a major, major player in innovations in the boating world, particularly hunting boats for the last several years. And now with this new line of bay boats, Excel is just crushing it. We're going to have Glenn and also his right-hand man there at Excel Boats, Dave Reynolds, on with us the next week. Uh, keep an eye on both our excelmarine.com website, Mud Buddy Motors website, and our social media, Facebook and Instagram as we're going to be putting the schedule out there and letting you know ahead of time when we're going to be broadcasting and who we're going to have along with us. Also, uh, I make no promises, but I'm working on getting the uh, cast of Stranger Things. <laughs> I make no promises, but I'm working on it. Man, I sent them several MySpace messages just waiting to hear back. Does MySpace still exist? Oh, never mind. It's Stranger Things, of course. Come on, Jay Timberlake owns it. Really? I don't know. He did like a year ago, man. I hadn't talked to him since then, so I can't guarantee that. See, you're just a wealth of knowledge that I otherwise wouldn't have had. So you heard it here first, folks, the cast of Stranger Three Things. Frost is working on that really, really hard for us. Rocky is trying to get a couple of old Miss cheerleaders on here with us, but I think that could be kind of interesting, too. I, I think from an intellectual standpoint that Frost and Rocky are probably going in two different directions, but that's okay. So Yeah, some... I just I wasn't going the Ole Miss direction. Uh, <laughs> Ole Miss rules. Actually, Ole Miss does not rule, but they're on their way back up. <laughs> yeah. yeah, Frost, you right, didn't know right this. Behind, right behind my University of Arkansas. They're right behind us. They both suck really <laughs> on bad. The way thank, thank God we're recording this, and we have the illustrious, super talented, and uber handsome Jeffrey Whitlock to uh, edit it for us. Yeah, he's going to move it around to where I said I love Ole Miss. Power of the editor. So, Frost, hey Frost. Whoa, <clears throat> you 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 should He's love bad. Ole Miss because we are your only gimme game of the year for Arkansas. <laughs> Wait, what about uh, Eastern Carolina or Florida? Who was that that we beat by one last? Coastal Carolina. Coastal, yeah, yeah. Eastern wasn't far enough. We had to go all the way to the coast. But there you go. But you look down the list as an Arkansas fan and you see Ole Miss and you're like, up. Oh, that's a win, but it's going to be the most exciting game ever put together in college football that year. It always ends in overtime with some some dramatic fashion. Yeah. Every year for the really last several years. I, and I'm just speaking for myself, and I'm not a, you know, I'm no sports fanatic, but I'm just going to say that as a Arkansas fan looking down that schedule, there's none of them that I'm going, that's a win. Not this year. It's it's scarier than that. Oh, I thought everybody like this time last year. Oh, we love Brett Belima. Oh, we love Brett Belima. <laughs> yeah. And now we get rid of him. Oh, how the tides will turn. Man, look at how many vacancies there are in coaching positions in the SEC in football. I mean, you've got 
Hugh Freeze, who has to be the stupidest man ever to blow a $5 million a year job. And well, I take that back. Um, you know, at Florida, um, oh, I can't even think of the idiot's name right now. Death threats, you know, and then Butch Jones is out of here, which my alma mater, uh, Missouri, shellacked Tennessee over the weekend, 50 to 17. And Missouri's been kind of. Who's Missouri? <laughs> there you go, exactly. Uh, they haven't been exactly lighting the world on fire either, but they sure smoked Tennessee and cost Butch Jones his job. So, you know, you've got all kinds of vacancies in the SEC, and it I looks like the Arkansas the, job's going to be there. Yeah, that same day I sent in the uh, Stranger Things request, I sent in a resume to at the University of Alabama, but I, I haven't heard back from that one either. What were you hey. hiring for? The head coach. Oh, because there sucks, obviously. Yeah. Time for a change. <laughs> We'd like that, wouldn't we, Rocky? <laughs> I mean, doesn't it, doesn't not having a challenge get old? I mean, this isn't preparing you guys for life. Come on. You know, the only thing that would thrill me more than to see Nick Saban leave Alabama would be to see Nick Saban leave Alabama to go to Oxford, Mississippi. Right, Rocky? Oh, yeah. I'd take him in a heartbeat. Yeah, who would? <laughs> All right, guys, listen, serious, on a serious note, I want to tell you, it's been great being back here with you guys and, and resuming the podcast. I know there's probably a little bit of rust there. Uh, apologize for that to all of the people who follow us. By the way, speaking of following us, it's really important if you listen to us, not only to download it, but be sure and go to Podbean and subscribe to the On The X podcast at Podbean. Follow us there um, on Podbean. You can still get us, of course, through the iTunes app, but uh, if you can go to Podbean and follow us, that would be fantastic. We're gonna have a couple pretty cool giveaways coming up later on down the road for the people that do follow us also on Podbean. So for exclusive opportunities, you need to go there and follow us. And be sure and check us out again on our next one as we talk a little bit about the declining pintail numbers, uh, the decline in the bag limits, even as even though they still continue to be 27% below the long-term average, it appears they rebounded a little bit this year, and the possibility of splash limits as opposed to limits that are species-specific. And uh, Frost, because you're new to us, uh, I'll give you the first opportunity to give us your parting shot or your parting thoughts. Got anything for us? <clears throat> Let's, uh, my parting thought is let Rocky go first. I'll tell you my parting thoughts. I am really, really um, super proud to have Frost here as my co-host because Frost has a lot of distinctions that he holds. Um, he is renowned <laughs> as, and I'm being serious, you're renowned as an editor, one of the most creative guys that I've ever met out there. I mean, done some amazing work um, through Oak and Elk, his production company stuff for Audible, for Apple, for some pretty notable companies out there. Also, he's a member of the Facial Hair Forever, FHA, FHF Club. Gotta so, grow it where you can. Yep, just glad to have you. Guys, it's been great to be back on here again after a hiatus of several months. Also really excited that we've got our new sponsors, even though we may lose them after today's uh, inaugural edition of this with Frost and Rocky along with me, but welcoming Excel Boats and Mud Buddy Motors and we're going to have some neat, neat guests over the next couple of weeks. Uh, on our next podcast, we're going to be joined by the founder 
and owner of Excel Boats and Mud Buddy Motors, Mr. Glenn Foreman, and his right-hand man, Dave Reynolds. And Glenn is a really, really neat guy. He's been a huge innovator in the duck boat and motor business from founding Mud Buddies to uh, being the creator of the transom step on duck boats. Glenn actually invented the transom steps. So we're going to talk with him a little bit about that. And over the next several weeks, we're going to work really, really hard to bring you some of the best guests that we can possibly find in the world of waterfowling, fishing, and boating out there. So without further ado, I'm going to close it out here on behalf of myself, J. Paul Jackson, and my co-host, Frost Reeves and Rocky LaFord. Thanks for joining us for this edition of the Excel Boats on the X Podcast, powered by Mud Buddy Motors. <laughs>